Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yep. I hate to say I told you so. Sometimes I don't want to be right. Matter of fact, sometimes I'd prefer to be incorrect. Yeah. (laughs) But I was right. Did you hear the news last night? Tucker Carlson broke on the Fox News channel. Bob Mueller. Our buddy Bob. Partisan witch hunter Bob Mueller. Bobo! Yeah, Bobby. Bobby Shifty. His buddy Shifty over in the Congress. Bobby. We got Jimbo. Bobby. We got a whole crew. (laughs) Jimbo's the good guy. Yeah, Bobby. So uh, breaks last night on the Tucker Carlson show that two sources have confirmed to the Tucker Carlson program on the Fox News channel that Bob Mueller has offered immunity oh. to Tony Podesta, brother of Clinton consigliere and uh, right hand consigliere. Sorry, people get offended when I say that wrong. John Podesta in exchange for testimony against Manafort. Folks, you have not been wasting your time here. We only called this seven, eight months ago. I don't know. Maybe longer. Well, producer Joe, how are you today? I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Quarter mile at a time, just like Vin Diesel in Fast and Fury. <laughs> I've given Joe full reins over the drops, and it's worked out that much better. Throw it off. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Folks, I am going to break down for you today the abomination of justice, this disgrace of an investigation is the Democrats, the libs, the media, they're all in on the police state. Mm-hmm. The rhino Republican swamp rats are all in on police state tactics. And, and listen again to the rhinos. With the, listen, I need evidence that this, I'm done with you guys too. We need evidence that this investigation is tainted. You, you don't understand what evidence is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to break this down for you, piece by piece by piece, to show you in no uncertain terms that the Mueller probe is exclusively here. It only exists for one purpose. Save the DOJ, the FBI, and the Clintons. Keep the attention on Donald Trump and his team at all costs. There is no other legitimate purpose for this. All right, let me get into it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at We the People Holsters. Hey, this month, they're showing some love to the female listeners of the Dan Bongino Show. They've got a number of different designs for their holsters for the ladies as well as the guys. They have holsters designed with a constitution, a camo one, American flag, thin blue line, thin red line. You got to go check these custom-made holsters out. They are terrific. They're the best holsters out there. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. They design their holsters in house. There's none of these crappy third party molds. Um, you know, they have some of these generic kind of in the pants or pocket holsters out there that, hey, one size fits most firearms. No, 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 no. These guys measure with precision for just about every firearm they have in stock there. They measure with precision down to every little nook and cranny of the firearm so you get an absolutely perfect fit in this holster. You get a nice little click so you know it's secure. It's the best holster out there. You can adjust the can. You can adjust the ride on the holster. It has four screws so you can adjust it even more. So make it a little more comfortable. Move this, move that a little bit. Adjust that can, adjust the ride. It has a tension screw. You like more tension? Keep that firearm a little more snug. Tighten the screw. You like a little less tension? Loosen the screw. It's so simple. These holsters are terrific. Best I've had. They sent me one as a sample a little while ago. I personally emailed May over from Westwood. True story. And said, this is an incredible, incredible holster. I had had my, my in-the-pants holster forever. 
and I scrapped it for these. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee, but you won't need it. Every holster ships free. If it's not a perfect fit, perfect fit, send it back for a refund. You won't because it will be a perfect fit. And you'll hear that little click as you go in there. You know that safety and security, your firearm is secured. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. And listeners to this show, you can use promo code Dan, D-A-N, and you get $10 off your first holster. That's just $24 with free shipping. You are not going to get a better, more secure, more comfortable, cleaner looking, better design, cool design holster than this for $24. You're not. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, you're not going to get it even if it was double the price. They could charge more, but they don't. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Pick up your holster today. Be as little as $24. Okay. Folks, what a scam. So last night, I well, I had said to you a couple days ago, as Joe knows, because he's always here, because he is the EP of the show. Mm -hmm. I said, Joe, I'm not willing to go out yet, although I was hearing some stuff from some people. That there was an immunity deal. Yeah. Remember a couple days ago, I said, there's an immunity deal, but I'm not comfortable with the specifics. Um, I wasn't at the time putting it out in the show. Um, I now am. There are multiple sources, again, confirming to Tucker Carlson's show that John uh, Podesta's brother, Tony Podesta, who worked with Paul Manafort on a number of lobbying contracts, that he has been offered an immunity deal to uh, to testify against Manafort. Ladies and gentlemen, this Mueller probe is a disgrace. It jumped the shark a long time ago. I wish they would have fired Bob Mueller months ago. This political firestorm from the firing would have been over. It was all an outrage campaign anyway. Serious, reasonable people in Washington, D.C., when you turn the cameras off, know this Mueller probe. Is, there's no there there. Um, last night, John Solomon was on uh, the Sean Hannity show. It came on right before I did. Excellent reporter from The Hill. I have his story, by the way, in the show notes today at Bongino.com. If you join the email list, we'll email these stories to you. John Solomon came out last night reporting on another text by Peter Stroke and Lisa Page, the attorney and the FBI senior manager investigating Donald Trump in that text show. They are clear as day that there's, quote, no there there. Oh, There is nothing on the Trump team. They have nothing. This is the number two guy in the counterintelligence division, by the way, admitting that there's nothing to the investigation on a text to his love interest. Even worse, Lisa Page, Joe, goes up and testifies up on the Hill. Up on the Hill, according to multiple sources, it's alleged that Lisa Page said that the texts mean what they say they mean. In other words, Joseph, Yes. when they say there's no there there, it means there's no there there. Nothing. There. Right. And with the there, they're talking about the Russian collusion nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, the the Mueller probe is a disgrace. It's an international, intergalactic, multi-generational disgrace that will be a stain on this country from this point on. This thing is an abomination of justice. You offer immunity to the guy working on some of the same deals Manafort is. With some of the same complications Mueller's allegedly investigating for Manafort. I say allegedly because Mueller's investigating Trump. He's not investigating a crime. But you offer the Clinton-connected brother, Tony Podesta... 
The Clinton Connected Brothers, John Hayesbury, the, the brother of the brother. You offer the Clinton Connected guy an immunity deal to testify against the Trump guy. This doesn't set off bells and whistles. What have I been telling you on this show? And this is why, not to keep hitting this, but this is why I get furious when people insist to me that, no, no, Mueller may be a good guy. He may be working with us to take down the Clintons. I even heard an absurd theory last night on Twitter that, no, they're offering Tony Podesta immunity to testify against the Clintons. Oh, Joe. Joe and I both backed away from the mics in case you heard our voices oh. fading. Well, oh, my, oh my gosh. I, are, really? I, I, I can't even address the, the dopiness of that theory. Yeah. All right, get it. You know what? I even forgot that it made me remind me some. Okay, let me get to the meat and potatoes here. Yeah. This is what you came here for. Isn't that a song by like Rihanna or something? <laughs> this is what you came with. I don't even know. I'm so terrible at pop culture stuff. My cop friend insists I stop talking about it. All right. The Podesta Group. He does. He's like, stop getting it wrong. Um, the Podesta Group, which Tony Podesta was a part of. Tony Podesta, according to Tucker Carlson's show, has been offered an immunity deal. Mm. The Podesta Group, ladies and gentlemen, this is how deep they are. And by the way, if you doubt any of the facts I'm about to lay out in this story, in the reporting, I have a story. It's an older story from Salon.com, a radical, kooky, far-left website that reported on the Panama Papers, which was a trove of documents disclosed publicly about international money flows and lobbying. Salon.com, a left-leaning, I did not say that wrong, kooky left-leaning website reported on the Panama Papers, and the information I'm about to tell you is in the Salon.com article in the show notes today. It's about three or four stories down. You can't miss it. It says this Salon piece. The Podesta Group. Who did they lobby for, Joe? Number one, ding, 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 ding. They lobbied for Spurbank. Spurbank, a Russian bank that, according to multiple reports, cannot say no to the Kremlin. Spurbank was heavily involved in what project? What project? Let's see. Remember the names? Remember the Oh, Skolkovo! Oh. Skolkovo! Oh. Skolkovo. The Russian uh, Silicon Valley type project where they coaxed upwards of 20 plus companies into sharing technology with Russia that according to some Intel reports was then used to create missiles to, that, are, that are there to destroy and attack the United States. So basically, the Russians engaged in a major cyber espionage, technology espionage campaign in Russia called the Skolkovo Project, which was an attempt to bring American high-tech companies into Russia to steal their technology to create weapons to attack us. What bank was heavily involved in that? Spurbank, who was lobbied, who repped them? Oh, the Podesta Group. By the way, Scratching the goatee. Hmm. Who was the Secretary of State when a lot of this Skolkovo stuff went down? Oh, Hillary Hills! Hills! <laughs> Isn't that great? Hills! Wow, how did that happen? 
Oh, and 17 of the 28 companies involved in Skokovo made significant donations to the Clinton Foundation. Nothing to see here, folks. While Clinton's, the brother of Clinton's right-hand man, John Podesta, Tony Podesta, is repping and lobbying for the bank involved in this project, the Skokovo project, as they're stealing our technology to kill us. But yes, yes, you're right. Let's focus on Paul Manafort. Put him in solitary confinement for failing to register as a foreign lobbyist. That's that's a, that's that's great. Tell me again how Bob Mueller's a good guy. He's a, he's a good and decent man. He's a good and decent man. Listen, thank Bob Mueller. Great service to the country. He served in the military. Congrats. I, I love you for it. Great. Bob, that does not absolve you, I'm sorry, of every single critical, crucial judgment error you've made for the rest of your life. This is an abomination. And again, to the rhino class out there, we got to defend Mueller. Beat it. Get out of my life. Don't call me. Lose my email. If you have my cell number, delete it immediately from your contacts. I don't want to hear from you. I'm not interested. You guys are out of your minds. This is baseless allegations. Baseless. Really? Salon.com reported this stuff. It's baseless. Goons. Idiots. Idiots. Who else did the Podesta group rep? Victor Yanukovych. That was one of the contracts, one of the deals, one of the lobbyists. Manafort was involved with repping Yanukovych, too. A pro-Russian former Ukrainian president since has uh, since left office. He was pro-Russia. Pro-Russia. Oh, he was represented by the Podesta group? He was pro- I thought this was a collusion scandal between the GOP, the Trump, and the Russians. So Hillary's right-hand guy's brother, who owns a lobby firm, reps the same Ukrainian former president, pro-Russian guy, that Manafort did, but Manafort's in solitary confinement while the Hillary guy gets immunity. Yeah, sounds legit. Sounds right, Joe. Yeah. I've never heard that sound effect from you. <laughs> you were like, yeah. <laughs> it a, gets worse. That's a bad yeah. Oh, it gets Wait, worse. Wait, there's more. It gets, this is like a bad info. Where's Fritz? This is a, a, the worst infomercial you've ever heard. <laughs> but it's true. Who else did he rep? Oh, wait for this one. Pregnant pause. Let's tap the desk. Oh, Uranium One. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, they repped Uranium One, the company that bought 20% of our uranium supply and allowed it to be controlled by the Russians while it was, in fact, exported out of the country under third-party trucking arrangements. Oh, nothing to see there, folks. Nothing to see there. Don't you worry. Justice is blind. Yeah, it is. The Democrats, you're right. Justice is definitely blind to Democrats. She's peeking out of one eye, though, towards the Republicans. And and both eyes for Trump. So the Podesta group repped Uranium One. Only one of the biggest scandals of our time. The sale of our uranium supply while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. Yes, but she was just one of the people who signed off. So she did sign off. Yes, but it was her underlings. Oh, okay. Oh, so we're not supposed to worry about this at all. While her husband traveled to Kazakhstan to grease the skids on the deal, Bill, 
While, while the Clinton Foundation took a $500,000 donation from a Russian-connected bank connected to the deal, she was the Secretary of State and one of the people whose, whose office, department, signed off on this, and we're all supposed to ignore that. She was one of nine people. Oh, but she was one of the nine people who did it. She didn't stop it. She didn't recuse herself or, or say, hey, there's, there's probably no recusal process even from that. But there's nothing at all. You're not worried about that at all. You goons. Who else did they rep? Oh, the Saudis. They rep the Saudis. Wow. Wow. The Saudis. Wow. Okay. Let me read something to you, by the way. The Podesta group, who according to reporting last night again, Tony. 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 He's in there with Shifty and Softy. <laughs> furious this morning about this this is from salon.com radical left-wing kook site link is in the show notes they repped the saudis joe Mm -hmm. and i quote perhaps most egregious of all Huge arms deals approved by Hillary Clinton's State Department also happened to place weapons in the hands of governments that donated money to the Clinton Foundation. Oh, oh, they did? Oh, how did? Oh, my gosh. What a mistake that must have been, including the autocratic Gulf regimes in Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, the United Arab Emirates and Qatar. An investigation the International Business Times found. Oh, nothing to see here, folks. Don't you worry. Everybody calm down. Hillary Clinton's right-hand guy, the brothers lobbying for the Saudis, while huge international arms deals, are, while she's the Secretary of State, are being approved to sell them weapons. Don't you worry. Nothing to see here, folks. This is a Casper the Unfriendly Ghost story. Mm. It doesn't exist. Don't you worry. Idiots. We, I'm, uh, idiots. This country is being sold down the river by a canoe full of idiots. Full of some of the dumbest, most corrupt, greedy s- lizards you've ever seen in your life. Snakes. You know what? I love lizards. I have them around my house. I don't even want to insult lizards or snakes. I actually like snakes, too. Unlike Indiana Jones. Snakes, Jack! It's a snake! I actually like snakes. These people are are, are below reptiles. Let me read some more from the salon.com piece. Oh, I haven't even gotten to the rest of these hits. Ah, freaking furious today. You want an answer? What are we going to do about it? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Where's Sessions? He recused himself. I don't know what he, I don't know what we can do. Dumbest decision in human history. We got Rosenstein. By the way, who was, Joe, who was the United States Attorney in Maryland prosecuting the precursor state, uh, precursor uh, federal case against the Uranium One deal? Who was that, Joe? Oh, uh, that would be Rosenstein. Ah, uh, yes. And we did not rehearse this before the show. I'd rather be kissed by a snag or two jackass. <laughs> I got to laugh because I don't have an answer for you. I know you tune in. Sometimes you want some, some, some 
Neosporin to put on the wound. I got none. Yeah. Pour some salt in it. I got nothing to tell you. The only thing I can tell you right now is you damn well better vote in 2018 and 2020. Because I'm telling you right now, you think it's bad now. Wait till the Democrats take over the House in 2018. Man, we are in a really serious place, folks, in this country right now. Mm. I am not kidding around. This is not hyperbolic. I'm not trying to scare anyone. No need to panic. We're still the greatest, most prosperous country on earth. But I'm telling you, if your antenna ain't up right now that something is seriously wrong, then you are not paying attention. We are being sold out. And believe me, the rhino Republicans are doing it with the Democrats. Let me read to you some more from this Salon piece. It's devastating. Salon, for the umpteenth time, kooky left-wing website. Bookmark this article, screenshot every sentence, and send it to your liberal friends and ask them to explain why the Podesta, uh, Tony Podesta may be getting immunity. Ask them to explain that. You want to hear about collusion? I go on from the Salon piece. The Podesta Group is one of the most influential Democratic Party-linked lobbyists in the U.S., and it is headed by a top Hillary Clinton fundraiser who has been referred to as the, quote, Hillary Money Man. Spurbank, the largest financial institution in Eastern Europe, hired the Podesta Group to help, quote, powder up its public image, the Observer reports. That is just one of the many findings in the Panama Papers, a trove of 11.5 million documents that expose how political and economic elites from around the planet are stashing their money in secretive safe havens. In March, the Podesta Group registered with the U.S. government as a lobbyist for Spurbank. Spurbank, deeply embedded in the Skokovo Project. The Skokovo Project deeply embedded in heavy donations to the Clinton Foundation. The Skokovo Project, according to intelligence, United States-generated intelligence, the Skokovo Project may have been stealing high-end U.S. technology to create weapons for the purpose of attacking us. Now, uh, John Brennan, you goon, you disgrace the humankind, Disgrace to the country, then your your the neighborhood. Any ground you walk on should be burned as you walk behind it to prevent the stain of your sweat and germs from contaminating anyone else. You want to talk about treason now? John Brennan, biggest piece of garbage ever. And I remember him from the Secret Service when he was in a different position, walking around the White House. Goon. Piece of garbage. Let's talk a little more about Spurbank, who the Podesta Group represented. The bank plays an enormous role in the Russian economy. Oh, it does? It does? I thought we were investigating Russian collusion. So now we're giving immunity to the Podesta Group that rep the bank that plays, quote, an enormous role in the Russian economy. Oh, wait, it gets better. Wait, there's more. Again. Buy two. Get the third free. It controls almost 30% of Russia's aggregated banking assets. Oh, only 30, Joe? Oh, wow. Only 30% of the Russian uh, <laughs> of Russia's aggregated banking assets? Oh, no big deal. It employs a quarter of a million people. And, oh, this is great. They're quoting in the piece, as uh, they're quoting the Observer, 
And it's functionally an arm of the Kremlin, although it's ostensibly a private institution. Oh, okay. Oh, Joe, don't worry, bud. Don't worry, pal. You get off the show today. Go take a snoozer. I know you've been working all morning. Yeah, Nothing. Forget it, folks. Forget. Don't even worry about anything. Nothing's happening. Nothing to see here. It's ostensibly a private institution, although it's functionally an arm of the Kremlin. Remember, we're investigating right Russian collusion here, right, Joe? That was the myth we've so. been told. But no, 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 we're we're not doing that because the Russian collusion is with the Democrats. Oh, yeah, goes on. Hillary Clinton herself is not directly implicated; just one of her biggest campaign bundlers. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Nothing to see there. What is more important about the story, however, is not that it exposes some, this is the left-wing website, not that it exposes some kind of nefarious Russian plot as questionable NSA spook. This guy's an idiot, by the way. John Schindler, a total goofball. The guy humiliates himself on Twitter all the time. Appears to suggest with Cold War-esque hand-wringing in his Observer article. But rather, that's the article they'll quote. This guy's a goof, man. But rather than the Clinton machine is ultimately loyal to the dollar and a dollar alone. Yeah, you're right, John. This is funny how in his Observer piece, he points out all these questionable ties. And rather than pointing to some kind of perverse relationship with the Russians. No, no, in that case, it's only about the dollar. Yo, thanks, Johnny boy. Idiot. It gets better. No. So we know. We know now that they also repped the Saudis. In addition to a Kremlin connected bank. Involved with the project, stealing our technology to attack us, who also, the companies made significant donations to the Clintons. We now know that Bill Clinton also has taken enormous speaking fees. Where? For speeches in Saudi Arabia, also repped by the Podesta Group. Nothing to see here, folks. Here we go on. Moreover, Bill Clinton has garnered enormous fees for speeches in Saudi Arabia. Investigative reporter Michael Isikoff, another guy, remember the names there, deeply involved in this entire story for circular, uh, for this circular reasoning the FBI used to get the FISA warrant, including $600,000 for two talks while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. Oh, yeah, uh, Johnny Schindler. Yeah, you're absolutely right, buddy. Yeah, there's nothing. It's all about the dollars. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's just about the dollar stuff. While she was secretary of state. No, but they couldn't wait for the dollar until Hillary wasn't secretary of state. They couldn't just wait a few months. Well, why'd they do it when she... Joe, let me ask you a question, okay? Now, Joe, you are not... You never ran for office, correct? Correct, never. You've not been a political consultant. I'm going to ask you a very straightforward question. Why do you think the Saudis and some other governments would pay tremendous speaking fees to the husband of the secretary of state and not just wait till she left office would be more appropriate? Why would they want her in office first? Why do you think that would be? She could help them out, daddy Yeah, there there you go. There you go. Thank you, Armacost. Maybe grease some skin. Exactly. Armacost on fire today. And he's not even a political consultant. But apparently these other guys, this guy supposedly worked for the NSA, (laughs) had a tough time putting that connection together. Oh, it gets better. By the way, this is we're still on the Podesta group. I feel like I've been tased, you know? You you see me? Yeah, I need a shower after this. And I can't because I got to go to the gym and I hate taking 10 showers a day. My skin gets dry. In a report on the Clinton machine's ties to Saudi Arabia, Isikoff also notes that two of the Clinton lobbyist bundlers, Richard Sullivan and David Jones, are principals in a firm that, until late last year, represented the Russia Direct Investment Fund. Oh, where's that name from? 
Where's that from? A sovereign wealth fund co-founded by Vladimir Putin when he was prime minister. Russia Direct Investment Fund. So two, quoting Isikoff here, Clinton lobbyist bundlers represented a Russian investment fund founded by Putin. Wow. So Clinton lobbyists are representing the Russia Direct Investment Firm. Who is the CEO of the Russia Direct Investment Firm, which was repped by Clinton lobbyists? Who was that? Oh, it was Kirill Dmitriev. Kirill Dmitriev. Why should that matter to me? Kirill Dmitriev. Because Bob Mueller is investigating another guy. That guy's name is Eric Prince. Eric Prince is a relatively conservative guy whose sister is in the Trump cabinet. His sister is Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education. But Eric Prince is under investigation for just meeting with this guy, Kirill Dmitriev, in what Prince at least claims was a chance meeting and in the Seychelles in 2017. I don't know, Prince. I've met him once or twice in green rooms. We're not friends. We don't communicate at all. I'm just telling you what Prince has said. But Prince is under investigation for that meeting. A meeting with who? Kirill Dmitriev, the CEO of the Russia Direct Investment Fund, who up until a couple years ago was represented by Clinton lobbyist bundlers. Big fundraiser guys. Oh. Oh, maybe let's investigate Prince and shut him up to keep the Kirill Dmitriev Russia Direct Investment Fund ties to the Clinton super quiet. Dear Eric, you better shut the... You get my point? You still think the Mueller probe is legit? If you do, please seek professional help immediately. You may need antipsychotic drugs. Folks, I've never seen a bigger abomination of justice in my lifetime. This is a total disgrace. A disgrace on multiple levels. This is a sham. This is infuriating. It really is. I can't believe that otherwise smart, reasonable people are falling for this. You see what they're doing? Do you understand what they're doing? They're trying to cover the tracks. Now, here's the note I have for Dmitriev, okay? The allegations, just so we're clear here on what happened, the allegations against Prince, which I, I believe are nonsense, spurious. I believe they're made up. But if I don't describe to you the allegations, it won't make sense how the Democrats are hiding DOJ and Clinton activity, excuse me, while keeping the investigation on Donald Trump. Dmitriev meets with Prince in the Seychelles in 2017, Eric Prince. Dmitriev is obviously connected to people heavily involved in the Clinton orbit through the Russia Direct Investment Fund. The Russia Direct Investment Fund, heavily tied, heavily tied to Putin. Ladies and gentlemen, who was setting up who? The allegation against Prince by Mueller, according to this investigation and the reporting, specifically as one I saw by ABC, is that Eric Prince was meeting with Kirill Dmitriev, who's obviously connected to Putin, Joe, to set up some back channel to the Russians. 
But ladies and gentlemen, who was setting up who? Now, with my book coming out, after you're done reading it, there will be no doubt in your mind that it was the Clintons in conjunction with another of ba- a number of bad actors on the foreign side, on the political operations side, and on the media side who were, in fact, setting up Trump and his team. I am absolutely convinced Mueller's only purpose right now is to cover the tracks of this meeting, cover the tracks of who may have been involved in setting it up, to cover the tracks of it by investigating Prince to get him to shut his mouth while the entire back channel operation that I believe strongly was not the work of Prince, but the work of others. If you get what I'm saying, this entire back channel operation is swept under the carpet. Ladies and gentlemen, is it striking you as even a little bit odd that every single person involved in the Mueller investigation and the alleged Russian collusion fairy tale that met with the Trump team or members of the Trump team or people in the Trump orbit has a secondary or tertiary or even primary connection to Hillary Clinton herself? How is this not a setup? How dumb do you have to be to ignore this? And you'll get circumstantial evidence. Almost every case is circumstantial evidence. Unless you get a confession, the overwhelming majority of cases in court are built on circumstantial evidence. There's a guy stabbed. Well, Joe was at the crime scene. Well, did he stab him? I don't know. He won't admit to it. Well, he had a knife in his hand. Well, that doesn't matter. He could have, so what? I got a knife too. It doesn't mean I stabbed the guy to scene. I might have been trying to help. Well, we got Joe on camera following the guy for two miles, walking on the street. Oh, you do? Oh, it's just circumstantial evidence. Really? We got him in a bar fighting a half an hour earlier. Circumstantial evidence. We got a little blood on Joe's knife. The DNA comes back to the guy that was stabbed. Circumstantial evidence. He could have accidentally nicked him as he was trying to help. Really? You believe that? You don't understand how criminal cases work. You don't prove anything. You prove anything beyond a reasonable doubt. Do you understand that? Do you understand how justice works? The circumstances behind the framing of Donald Trump are obvious at this point. If you're paying attention. Gosh. Now, it gets worse. So now we know that the the Podesta group was working with Manafort. Manafort's being prosecuted. According to reporting last night, Podesta's being given immunity. We know Eric Prince meets with a guy connected to the Clinton orbit who's directly connected to Vladimir Putin. Who's being investigated? Eric Prince. Let me give you another one. Victor Pinchuk. Oh, where have we heard that name? Victor Pinchuk. You, you mega wealthy Ukrainian. Victor Pinchuk, according to multiple press reports, incredible outlets, is being investigated by the Mueller probe. Oh, you say for ties to the Clintons, which are substantial? Oh, no, 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 that's not what they're reporting. He's being investigated for paying Donald Trump a speaking fee to record a video for an event he was at, which, by the way, I wasn't aware was illegal. I've taken a speaking fee, too. Bob Mueller be at my door next, which I wouldn't even be surprised, by the way. He's investigating Pinchuk for a $150,000 speaking fee to Trump? If you're scratching your head why, 
Remember what I just told you. That's not what he's investigating. He's investigating to keep the attention on Trump by nailing people with any connection to the Clinton orbit to make sure the Clinton stuff goes away by keeping the attention on Donald J. Trump. Oh, how's Pincher connected to the Clintons, you ask? I'm here to tell you, because that's my job. Ukrainian Victor Pinchuk, according to multiple reports, has donated between 10 and 25, what, dollars to the Clinton Foundation? Oh, no. 20, 10, Joe, 10 to 25,000. No, 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 not that either. All right, 100 to 250,000. No, no, no. All right, he's donated a million to 2.5. No, no, that's not the case either. We're in the Dewey Decimal System. Victor Pinchuk, multiple reports. He has donated between 10 and $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. Not only that, what else was Victor Pinchuk looked at for? Oh, for a financial deal involving oil and sales to the Iranians? that may have circumvented sanctions on financial transactions with the Iranian government. Wait, wait, he was being investigated for that? Oh, he was be- that was being looked at, that whole deal? Who was around and influencing the State Department? Policy? Oh, Hills, 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 yes, yes. Oh, the national hemorrhoid. Returns again. Yeah, you know. Get some preparation H on that yeah, one. Yeah, boy. That, that, that fits. What is that, glycerin and <laughs> that stuff? Preparation H. Yeah, I that. love it. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yes. It's so good at the same time. Preparation Now, it gets better. You say, oh, I did. It's circumstantial evidence again. Circumstantial. Idiots. Idiots. We're dealing with Idiots. If it's so circumstantial and there's nothing to worry about, all these donations from Pinchuk to the Clinton Foundation, potential sales and violation of sanctions to the Iranians. If all of it's circumstantial, why did the Clinton team on the record deny basically knowing Pinchuk? Why'd they do that? Matter of fact, when it was uncovered that Victor Pinchuk had been invited to the home for a private event of Hillary Clinton for Dindins. I'm sure they had like Stouffer's, maybe some microwave pizza. Mm. When Pinchuk was invited to the house on an email, which the government had, Clinton spokesperson Nick Merrill said, no, no, uh, Pinchuk was never on the schedule. Oh, really, Nick? Nick, hey, really? Because we got an email here saying, hey, Vic, buddy, why don't you come to the Clinton house for a little Dindins? No, oh, we don't know anything about that. Oh, you don't? Here's the email. Oh, sorry. Forgot. My bad. We don't know, Pinchuk. Wow, crazy. Donated up to $25 million to your foundation. You never heard of him? But remember, he's under investigation by the Mueller team for a speaking fee to Donald Trump. Maybe just like Eric Prince, one of those, hey, Vicky, Vicky. Daddy, yo, take a seat. You may want to shut up about that other stuff. We'll let go this $150,000 speaking fee to Trump. Wait, was it a crime? No, not really. But believe me, we'll come after you for it anyway. We'll let that go and all that other stuff. But we're going to really need you to pipe down. Shh. 
especially about that Clinton stuff. No, no, keep telling me. It's evidence. Idiots. Idiots. A canoe of idiots. There's a waterfall ahead. Don't worry. It's circumstantial. I only heard it was a waterfall. (laughs) Steaming piles of horse manure. Oh, my gosh. How are you not putting this together? I'm not talking to you. You all are great. I get your emails. How are you, how the hell are you missing this? The disgrace, folks. The total disgrace. You know, Let me just, as, as you're yeah. going over this, I'm realizing that a lot of this stuff has almost been, I, I mean, I'm almost been forgotten about in the media. Joe. Or, or anywhere else. Thank you. Because you know what? This is weird. I'm not even messing with uh, you. That's exactly how I was going to put a ribbon on this because I got some other nasty stuff to talk real, about. Real, I didn't know that. We didn't discuss this. But I've, it's almost been literally forgotten about. That's exactly the bow I was going to oh, put on sorry, this. Sorry, I didn't screw you up. No, 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 no. Not at all. I actually needed a second to kind of get my thoughts because I got some other stuff and I'm trying to figure out how to put it together. You're rolling, bro. What Joe said is right. The goal of the Mueller probe is this. Again, hit people for ties to Trump that are also tied to the Clintons hit them with the Trump ties to shut them up or use them to attack Trump people while immunizing them from justice. Immunize them from justice to do what? To make sure no pressure can be applied to them to testify against who? The Clintons and the Obama administration. Ladies and gentlemen, if if Podesta and all of these people are hit by the Trump team and offered immunity deals, sweetheart deals, or light prosecutions in favor for shutting their mouths, they will never be available later if they've been immunized or given cooperation agreements. They will not be available later to discuss these crimes against the Clintons that will never be prosecuted. The goal here is to wait out the clock, like Joe said, hope everybody forgets about it, give the Department of Justice and the FBI a pass, and make sure the disgusting abominations of justice that occurred under the Clinton-Obama regime never, ever rise to the surface again. This is an absolute disgrace. Um, unfortunately, there were a lot of disgraces yesterday. I just want to mention one story quick, and then I want to move on to another great article. But uh, just, folks, please take everything I told you to heart today. And if you wouldn't mind, please share this episode with any non-believers. Because if we don't spread the word on what's going on and the, the disgrace that this Mueller probe is. And listen, one more thing here. I'm sorry, but... I don't have a good answer for you. I know what the answer was months ago. I told you the answer if you're a listener to the show. If you're a new listener, go back and listen to the library. What was the answer, Joe? Fire Bob Mueller. Bob Mueller is not investigating a crime. He's investigating Donald Trump. The evidence of untoward activity here is legion. They didn't do it. We're afraid of the fallout. The fallout, what's the the destruction of the Constitutional Republic's the fallout. Obviously, that's now off the table. Bob, Bob Mueller's team is embedded like ticks. Oh, who's on Bob Mueller's team? Oh, Jeannie Ree. Oh, what does she represent? The Clinton Foundation. Yes, she's on Bob Mueller's team. Oh, so is Aaron Zebley. Oh, who did he represent? Oh, Justin Cooper, the guy involved in the destruction of the Blackberries and the Clinton team. Oh, yeah, nothing to see there, folks. It's all legit. 
if you're a psycho, I don't have good news for you. Let me leave you with a, just at least a potential solution. I owe you that. Pardon everyone. Pardon them. Pardon everyone, folks. I'm not saying at this point Paul Muller was not, excuse me, Paul Manafort. I'm not suggesting Manafort didn't do anything wrong. I'm not suggesting, I don't even, this this case is, we are, I, I am not willing at this point to continue to go on with this, to destroy Americans' faith in the DOJ, lead to a ideological, uh, uh, basically conflict in the United States that will be unrepairable. If this continues to go on, the, the faith in the justice system will be destroyed for a generation. I'm not willing to do that to prosecute Paul Manafort for not paying taxes. I'm not. Give the guy a fine. Move on. Everybody gets pardoned. Pardon Flynn. Pardon Manafort. Get this thing over with. Mueller will have nobody to prosecute. But the political ramifications. Have some cojones, man. They got to do this. I know they want to keep Trump out of That's what they're saying because nobody's focused on Russia. Listen, at this point, this is out of control. It's the summer. Do it on a Friday. It'll be done by the next week. He fired Jim Comey. What did we hear, Joe? Oh, it's the end of it. Trump's done. They're going to impeach him. Trump said 45% approval. He's where Obama was at the same point in his presidency. Mm -hmm. He will be fine. Pardon Manafort. If he gives, I'll tell you this, I'll I'll leave this caveat in there. If he gives Podesta immunity, pardon Manafort tomorrow, pardon Mike Flynn, let Mueller wrap up his thing. Right? He's got nowhere to go with it. He'll still continue to find stuff because, again, he's, he's, he's investigating Donald Trump, not a crime. But this is ridiculous. Okay. Um, I heard a really horrible story yesterday. So there was a, a nominee up for the Ninth Circuit uh, judicial nominee, Ryan Bounds, who was thrown to the wolves yesterday by two Republican senators. Who, one I like, um, one mm, I'll just withhold comment. But Tim Scott and Marco Rubio threw this guy to the wolves. They pulled the vote on him, and they pulled the vote on this guy, although he was more than qualified because of, let me read to you what bothered them. And I, by the way, I'm not making this up. This is a quote of what he was eliminated for. By the way, he wrote this in college a very, very, very long time ago. Now, I know what you're waiting to hear, like, oh my gosh, what did he write? What is he, some kind of a psycho? This is what he wrote. Multiculturalists band together, not into tight cliques or mutual interests and complementary powers, but rather into social clubs of ostensibly common racial heritage. Oh, what? Some of you are probably scratching your head like, uh, what? Okay, could he have probably phrased that better? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he could have said things a little differently. I don't even know what he was saying because I didn't write it. All I know is that was used as an excuse yesterday to basically destroy the life of a more than qualified nominee for the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which, by the way, Chucky e. Schumer's now running around the Senate claiming credit for destroying a Trump nominee. The nomination was pulled because they wouldn't have had the votes because there's only a 50-49 split in the Senate in favor of Republicans right now. So when Scott and Rubio bailed, that was it. Even Flake, Jeff Flake, Flakey Flakester, was, was, uh, was, was potentially on board with this guy. 
and his nomination was thrown to the wolves. Ladies and gentlemen, the show notes today, um, please read them, the Salon piece, but there's a piece by Daniel Horowitz in Conservative Review, which goes into how now, now we're playing identity politics too, Joe. A guy makes a poorly worded statement 7,000 years ago, says nothing overtly racist at all. It's disclosed, and Republican senators now are like, oh, man, I don't know. This is really questionable stuff. Are you suggesting he's a racist? No, we're not suggesting that. So what's the problem? Now you know why good Republicans up on the Hill are, and up in the Senate are just fed up with that cesspool dump that that place is? Remember what I told you. The problem with politics. A lot of Republicans are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. That's why we lose. Now we're playing identity politics too. Obama. Obama wrote in his book about eating dog. No, no, he really did that. Wasn't in his book that he did cocaine? Yeah. Too? But he was the president of the United States. This guy writes in a poorly worded statement about how multiculturalism is a bad thing. And that's it. He's got to go. Unbelievable. I like Tim Scott. I can't. I I, got to tell you. If he's your senator, you should be sending him a kindly worded email today saying, what the hell was that about? Ryan Bounds. Done. Now, Joe, forever. Stigmatized forever. Stigmatized forever. For for a couple of sentences. Unreal, folks. Okay. Um, So I only got 10 minutes and I got about two hours of content. Okay, one quick thing. I, I've, I've received about 50 or 60 emails over the last few days about the yield curve. Oh. How I mentioned this the other day. A lot of people are worried about the stock market right, crash. Yeah. And they'll say, Dan, where's the episode where you talked about the yield curve? I can't go into the whole thing again. Um, the reason it's coming up again, I think a lot of people are emailing me, is a lot of economic prognosticators, stock market pickers, and financial analysts are getting worried that we may be going into um, – May may be going into a recession. I, I I'm not sure about that, folks. I'm just suggesting to you that I don't care who the president is at any given time. Sometimes, uh, you know, poor policies we've inherited, poor policies even some Republicans in the past have instituted, um, are hard to overcome. And there are some warning signs. The yield curve works like this. The yield curve is basically how do you describe it? Like it's Treasury bond yields, like the interest rate you'd get on a government bond. Okay. Of different maturity. So like if you're looking at the more, one of the more commonly used ones, say like the two-year versus the 10-year, the maturity uh, on a 10-year is obviously longer. So the interest rate is typically higher. And the reason's very simple, folks. If I'm going to lend the government money and I'm going to get it back in two years, you think it's riskier to lend the government for two years, lend the government money, or for 10 years, Joe? Ah, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, of course, because yeah. I don't get my money back for 10 years. A lot can happen. So, Joe, if I, I'm going to take a higher risk, I demand what? A higher return. Yeah. So in a standard yield curve, the 10-year will be higher. The 10-year, it'll slope up. The 10-year return will be higher than the two-year. Mm-hmm. That'd be the 210 yield curve. There's nothing complicated about that. I'm going to lend you money for a longer period of time. I want more return. I'm taking more risk. Right. Okay? When the yield curve flattens out, it scares people, especially stock market investors. And it scares people... For the very simple reason, people think there may be a recession. Therefore, the the 
they're worried about that. What happens is they're, they're worried that they're going to continue to raise interest rates. I had to take it. I want to make this super simple because if you don't have any kind of a background, it gets a little complicated. And then I get all emails from the financial guys giving me the extra. I get the wonkies. I'm trying to explain it to the audience who needs it in a, in a tidbit. They're worried that they're going to continue to raise rates commensurate with economic growth. When when the yield curve flats, flattens out, it indicates that there are market signals that may be indicating that there's not a lot of economic growth ahead. Now, let me explain that just real simple. When the economy grows and grows super fast, right, the Federal Reserve will, will usually raise interest rates or the yield you'll get back on your money which would cause the yield curve for, say, a 10-year, the yield at the 10-year point on that curve to go up because interest rates went up. So what happens is when people start to worry, when they start to worry that they're going to continue to raise rates with economic growth, when they worry that economic growth isn't going to happen, there's a worry there that interest rates may not go up and, in fact, stabilize because the Federal Reserve is not going to raise interest rates to kind of slow down an overheated economy. Because when you raise interest rates, what do you do? You make it harder to lend. Right. So the gist of it is this, and I, I know this is tough to explain, but I, I've got a couple of stories to get through, so I'm trying to make it a tidbit-sized morsels. If the economy's super hot and, and stock market pickers and other people see growth, if the economy's super hot, they know rates will go up, that the Federal Reserve will raise rates to, rate, to basically make lending harder to do. Because if I have to pay a 3% interest rate versus a 2% interest rate, it's more expensive for me to borrow money. So they'll raise. So when they're expecting growth, they expect interest rates to go up. When they're not expecting growth, they're expecting the Federal Reserve to basically hold tight. And basically that yield curve would be more flat, meaning interest rates would stay more steady. And now the difference in basis points, I think is like, what, 35 basis points or something. So when that yield curve flattens out, it's basically a sign that the economic growth in the future may be flat too. Interest rates won't go up. Growth won't go up with it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know it's hard, but I got a couple of questions and I wanted to address it. And forgive me if I'm not explaining. Nah, that, that just, bad. I'll, just know this. Right. It's riskier to lend money long term. People start to worry about economic growth. They start to take their money out. The fl- curve flattens out. People don't want to lend long. They want to lend short. They want to hold on to their money. They're worried about economic growth. They're worried about the Fed raising rates. I know I'm going to get emails on that one. But yeah. I got so many. I didn't want to, I couldn't answer each and every right. one. Okay. Um, there is a great, great, great piece at the American Spectator up today. And I'm going to wrap with this one because this was, it was extremely well done. The takeaway from the piece, Joe, is yeah, yeah, all these people are all smarter than Trump, except. They haven't been elected president or made nearly a billion dollars right. in income. Now, we just said this. To you. Someone just sent this to me. Now, I just so you know, I did not. I, I always credit people when I get an idea from a piece. You know that. The story I did the other day when I was talking about, I think it was even yesterday's show, about, or, or maybe the day before, I'm not sure, about exactly this. How it's unbelievable how people who went to college for a journalism degree because they couldn't hack chemistry or biology and went and wrote for a think tank and at 30 years old are, are, are self-proclaimed geniuses on foreign policy who've never actually had a real job think Donald Trump's an idiot. A guy who managed to be elected president with no political experience and earn nearly a billion dollars in income on, on a $12 million inheritance. They're all smarter than him, folks. All of them. A bunch of 30-year-old marshmallow hot cocoa drinking snowflakes who've never had a real job in their real life. 
in the real world with real consequences. So this piece, someone said it to me, but Dan, this guy's saying exactly what you're saying. Mm. In the American Spectator, it's in the show notes today. Please read it. It describes exactly this. How the difference with Trump and the handling of Putin and the understand uh, understandable when you understand Trump exchange between Trump bravado and Trump flattery in an effort to get a deal done, how this happens every day in the real world. And he gives a great example. How when you're a journalist who never had a real job, that's all you do is journalism, writing about other people's real jobs, right? (laughs) Your entire line of work is criticizing other people who actually work. How you've really never had that business deal where you've run a business where you've had a crappy uh, boss, a crappy partner, a horrible co-worker in a deal, a lazy company that can't get a job done. You've never had to walk in on a building site and say, why are we three months behind? I want someone's butt and I want it now. You've never had to do any of that. Now, you've talked about it. You've written about it, but you've never done any of it. The difference between you and Trump and why you're so convinced you're so smart is because you've watched a lot of jujitsu videos. Yes, yes. This is analogy of the day for Dan Bongino. This may be the best analogy I've ever had. I have it here written down. Here you go, Joe. Jujitsu video. I wrote it down because I've seen this before. Here's what I mean. Media people. We know because we write about Trump. I know because I've done. I, I, as many of you know, I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu, despite the catastrophic toll it has taken on my now broken, destroyed body. Mm-hmm. Love it. So once in a while, we'll get these guys who will come in. I used to train with uh, you know, Matt Serra, and I trained with another guy in Selden, and then I trained with my buddy uh, Jim Thrift down in Calvert, and then in the Secret Service Training Center, and now I train with a guy down here in Stewart. Nice guy. And we'll get these guys, and sometimes ladies, but they'll come into the jiu-jitsu school, Joe. Mm-hmm. They've never rolled on the ground in their entire life. Matter of fact, most of them, yeah, they've never been in a fight ever. Uh-oh. And they'll come in, and they'll be like, I can see it on their face. I know the look. I just watched a whole series of videos. Some There's some good ones out there. You know, John Donaher, he's got this back attack video. Henzo Gracie, they're great videos. I watched the videos. Dude, I am ready. I'm ready, man. Let me get Bongino on the mat. And in all of about seven to ten yeah. seconds, you're on their back, basically choking them out as they're tapping for dear life. Now, the guy in my school now doesn't let those. He's smart. He's, he runs a great school. He won't even let you get destroyed because he knows he knows he the look, too. No, please, for the sake of not getting yourself hurt, I am not going to allow you to get. I don't care that you've watched 72 hours of Gracie school videos. They're great. I love them. But they're not designed as a replacement for actually getting on the mat and rolling with people, okay? I have seen this over and over and over. And it's the difference between writing about, talking about, and seeing things and actually doing them and understanding the mechanics of deal-making and reading people. I'm not suggesting everything Trump does is right. I'm not. He's not suggesting that. He's already walked back some stuff. I'm simply suggesting to you that your comments that you are somehow smarter than him because you watched the jujitsu video rather than roll on the mat. You've never won the presidency. You've never made a billion dollars. You look like an idiot, an imbecile. It's almost comical laughing at you dopes. I graduated with a journalism degree at 18. Have you had a real job? No, but I've written about real jobs. Oh, thanks. Yes. Let's have your opinion. Yes, please. And it reminded me of this one. I'll leave you with this. It reminded me of this one thing, right? 
There was this happened to me once. I have been for years, Joe, in jujitsu, yeah. trying to figure out a very efficient way to escape from a position called side control. Side control is when a guy is he's basically laying on top of you. It's not a full mount position, but he's laying on top of you and his his legs are to the side of you. So you know, like the mount is when a guy's got his knees straddling you, he's like punching you in the face. You've probably seen it in UFC. It's not good the mount. I don't like the mount because I, my knees aren't flexible. I like what they call the side mount, where your legs are actually to the side. So you look like a cross. You're chest to chest, but you're in like a T formation, right? Now, if you're good at side control, which a lot of guys are, and they get in that position on top of you, it's devastating. Matter of fact, the guy I roll with, the uh, the guy who runs the school, you can't even breathe. It's like... <laughs> Now, over the years, I've figured out on lower-level guys good ways to get out of that relatively efficiently. But over time, I figured out there was one little thing that I was doing wrong. That I I had watched thousands of videos, Joe, on this. I'm not well. I'm not thousands. Let me not exactly. I don't like. At least I've definitely watched hundreds of videos mm-hmm. on efficient escapes from side control. And some of them I added to my library of knowledge. Some of them I didn't. But one day while rolling, I noticed one little, one thing I'd been doing wrong to change the whole game. When you bridge from the bottom of bridge, like a wrestler's bridge, you know, you arch your back to basically push him off the floor. Mm-hmm. What I was doing is to create that space. I was using the bridge almost like a punch, Joe, like trying to push my belly button into yours like a punch mm-hmm. to create the space. Yeah. Big mistake. When you do that, they sense that pressure almost like a punch into their stomach. And what do they do? They crunch right back. If I had a ditto cam, it'd be easier. So I'm pushing. He's pushing right back. And you never create the space to get out. But one day I noticed something. It's actually because I was tired and I was a little lazy. Instead of trying to like punch him into a bridge using my belly button to push against his, I arched my back up, created the space off the floor, realized I had him up in the air. And realize that the space is created on the downside, not on the punch up. In other words, I have you up in the air. I'm arched on the floor. I'm on the bottom. Uh You're arched. If I just fall to the mat quick and get my leg in there, I'm out. And I realized I'd been doing it wrong the whole time. It wasn't to push up to create the space. It was the drop down because he can't react fast enough. It's When you punch into him, he punches back with his stomach and, and compresses you. When you just gently push into him, arch your back, and just drop, he doesn't know what to do. Leg comes in, you're out. I didn't see that in the video. I saw that while actually rolling with people in real time. That's the difference with Donald Trump. He's been on the ground. He's been in the tussle. Reminds me of Jennifer Lopez in that movie, Out of Sight. You want to tussle? We tussled. And that the media does not respect that while they sit there behind their computers, never having had a real job in their life, continuing to write about people who have, and they endlessly criticize them, will be the downfall of their credibility in the re-election of this guy in 2020. I'm sure of it. Read the piece. It is remarkably well done. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Please, please email your senators, email your representatives about what the heck is going on on this Mueller probe, please. 
And uh, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to the email list. I will get out these articles to you if you're there. They come in every day, uh, just not on the weekends. Thanks a lot. And thanks for all your support of Special Agent uh, Remigen's family. Over $260,000 raised. You guys and ladies are amazing. Love you. Thanks, all. I'll see you on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.